0: There does be a power of young men floating round in the sea and what way would they know if it was Michael they had or another man like him. For when a man is nine days in the sea and the wind blowing, it's hard said his own mother would be to say what man was in it. So Maurya does not or refuses to believe that the body is Michael's. She says (laughs) uh, when young men float round in the sea, there is a strength in them, there is a certain strength in them that propels them to keep floating to different places and it is difficult to make out whether the body they, they had seen in Donegal was Michael's or not. it could have been some other man like Michael because when a man is there in the sea for nine days and the wind keeps blowing over his body, finally the body will be so destroyed and ravaged that his own mother will be unable to recognize him. And then, uh, as uh, Maurya says, this Bartley's body is brought in, and uh, the one of the young women say uh, uh, she describes how Bartley had died. She st- tells Kathleen that the great pony that was right behind him had knocked him down into the sea, and a big wave had suddenly come in and taken him off into the deep sea. So it was difficult to recover um, his body because it was in the deep. See, Maurya raising her hand and speaking as if she did not see the people round her. They are all gone now, and there isn't anything more the sea can do to me. I'll have no call now to be up, crying and praying when the wind breaks from the south. And you can hear the surf is in the east, and the surf is in the west, making a great stir with the two noises, and they hitting one on the other. I'll have no call now to be going down and getting holy water in the dark knives of the Samhain. And I won't care what way the sea is when the other women will be keening to Nora. Give me the holy water, Nora. There's a small sup still on the dresser. Nora gives it to her. So Maurya raises her head and speaks as though she did not see all the people around her. She says, they are all gone now. All the male members of my family are dead now. There isn't anything more the sea can do to me. So, the greatest possible tragedy has happened to me, and there is nothing more. There is no harm again that the sea can do to me. It has done the utmost harm. So, there is no more, no further harm that the sea can do to me. I'll have no call now to be up crying and praying. So, again, I am relieved. It will not be necessary for me to wake, uh, uh, remain awake at night ev- every day crying and praying to God for the safety of my sons because there is no sun left to pray for. And you can hear the surf is in the east. Surf is the foam covered waves, the strong waves. So when I hear the waves lashing in the east and in the west making a great stir from both noises so Usually in the Aran Islands this, when, when there is a heavy storm the waves will be very huge and uh, here in uh, back in Maurya's house they will be able to hear the waves from the east and the west striking against each other producing big noises as they hit each other and then they know that there is a great storm and usually the women in the house will start praying. And crying at this time because they are afraid of the men who will then go out on the sea. Maurya says again it will not be required for her to pray and uh, to cry and pray at the moment when she hears the waves lashing against each other. Because she has no sons left to go out to the sea. I'll have no call now to be going down and getting holy water in the dark nights after Samhain. So again it will not be necessary for me to go to the church in the dark night to get holy water in again following Samhain. Samhain means All Souls Day which according to Christian belief falls on 1st November. So on All Souls Day Christians usually go to church and they pray for the re- uh, eternal rest of uh, all the souls that have died, of all the people who have died in the family. So uh, it is. it will not be required for me to go get holy water in the dark night after All Souls Day, uh, so that uh, my ch- my children uh, nothing might happen to my children, and I will not have to bother about the kind of weather on the sea. I won't care what way the sea is. Again, I needn't go out to the sea and check whether the weather is fine because my children won't be out there. And when the other women will be mourning the death. Uh, so, uh, from this sentence, it is evident that the deaths of men in the families. Uh, are very common in the Aran Islands. So in every family, women are usually uh, at one point or the other, they will be mourning the death of the members of their family. So that that's the reason why uh, Maurya says when other women will be mourning for the over the death of the male members of the family, it will not be any more it will not be necessary for me to mourn over the death of anyone because everyone in this family is already dead. Now she asks Nora to give her the holy water. There is a little quantity of it still left in the dresser on the sideboard. So Nora finds uh, the holy water and she gives it to her mother. So uh, it is believed that just as in India, we believe that uh, the holy water of the Ganges will give us salvation. In the same way, uh, according to the Roman Catholic Christians, the holy water that they obtain from sacred springs uh, is supposed to be a ritual. Uh, uh, it is supposed to be very holy, and uh, in a ceremonial or ritualistic manner, uh, you can always sprinkle holy water to mark something that is sacred or solemn. So Maurya sprinkles holy water now on the dead body of Bartley, and uh, she says it will not be necessary for me to remain anxious even if the sea is stormy. Because I have no children left to mourn over. And now Maurya gets holy water from her drawer, from the dresser. She asks Nora to take it and she sprinkles it on the body of Bartley. A small sup means a small quantity. Dresser is a kitchen cupboard. And then uh, she continues. Maurya drops Michael's clothes across Bartley's feet and sprinkles the holy water over him. It isn't that I haven't prayed for you, Bartley, to the Almighty God. It isn't that I haven't said prayers in the dark night till you wouldn't know what I had I would be saying. But it is a great rest I'll have now. And it is time, surely. It is a great rest I'll have now. And great sleeping in the long nights after Samhain. If it's only a bit of wet flour we do have to eat and maybe a fish that would be stinking She kneels down again, crossing herself and saying prayers under her breath. So she now throws Michael's shirt and stocking across Bartley's feet and sprinkles the holy water over his dead body and says, Bartley, please do not think that I have not prayed to God for your safety. I came there to utter a prayer for you but you went away. But that doesn't mean that I didn't pray for you. And do not think that I did not keep offering prayers for you in the dark night whenever you were out on sea. On your behalf, I have always been praying to God till my words became incoherent. That is, uh, I was continuously, continuously praying so that my prayers uh, in the course of the repetition, I kept on mumbling my prayers to myself. Uh, uh, remember if you know how how you pray especially when Christians recite the rosary you keep on repeating it over and over again and then your words become very inaudible you utter it under your breath because you keep repeatedly praying so she says I have been continuously offering prayers on your behalf to God I have been uh, thinking of you on all dark nights that you have gone out to see but from now on, it is a great rest that I'll have. I will have a long rest. So it is also an indication that Maurya will die very soon, that she will not survive the deaths of her sons. And it is time surely. It is time that I rested. I deserve this rest because I will not have to offer any prayers on behalf of my children. I will not have to worry about anybody's safety on sea. So I will enjoy a long long period of rest it is a prolonged a very long rest that i will have and i will have plenty of rest even after all souls day so usually on all souls day when when, when my men are there i will have to pray for their uh, safety but now i will not have to pray at all it's only a bit of wet flour that we have to eat so because there are no men in the house and there is nobody to work for us we will not need, I and my daughters will not need much to eat. We will only need some little damp flour to eat and maybe little stale fish. Even if it is stinking, we will be able to adjust with whatever little we have. She kneels down again, crossing herself and saying prayers under her breath. So now she kneels down, makes the sign of the cross and prays. Kitlin to an old man, Maybe yourself and Eamon would make a coffin when the sun rises. We have fine white boards herself bought. God help her, thinking Michael would be found. And I have a new cake you can eat while you'll be working. So Kathleen uh, now takes charge because she knows that her mother is no longer in a position to do anything. So she asks an old man to make a coffin for her brother along with the man Eamon whom her mother had earlier uh, mentioned. Uh, Please make a coffin by the time the sun rises. uh, We already have fine white boards that have been bought by our mother Maurya. God help her. She had bought it thinking that Michael's dead body will be washed here. And she had prepared it for Michael actually. And I will also bake some fresh cake for you while you are working. So that you will be able to prepare the coffin and uh, you will have some food to eat. The old man looking at the boards. Are there nails with them? So do you have the nails also along with them? There are not column. We didn't think of the nails, so no, no. It's probably the name of the man. No, uh, the the nails are not there. We couldn't think about it. We forgot to get the nails. Another man. It's a great wonder she wouldn't think of the nails and all the coffins she's seen made already. So uh, here uh, the speaker wonders why Maurya didn't think of getting the nails. Uh, because she had been so thoughtful, and she had already got all the coffins in the house, so she, it was uh, she should have thought of the nails as well. It's a wonder she didn't think of this. Uh, so uh, at this point of time, uh, that man wonders why Maurya had forgotten the nails because she was surely expected not to forget the nails when she bought the boards. So it's amusing to hear these words uh, this trivial objection happening at a time when a great tragedy has befallen maurya but uh, it is uh, also to be remembered that death is almost an everyday occurrence in the aran islands and the man talks about it in a matter of fact tone although we have an almost comic touch here which results from the contrast between the intensity of the tragedy and the triviality of the objection It is also there because we need to remember that uh, death happens almost every day in the Aran Islands. Kathleen, it's getting old she is and broken. So, we cannot blame her for having forgotten the nails. My mother is very old and her heart is broken with grief. So, she tends to forget things. Maurya stands up again very slowly and spreads out the pieces of Michael's clothes beside the body, sprinkling them with the last of the holy water. So, she now... Puts the pieces of Michael's clothes beside uh, Bartley's body and puts her sprinkles holy water over that. Nora, in a whisper to Kathleen, she's quiet now and easy. But the day Michael was drowned, you could hear her crying out from this to the spring well. It is fonder she was of Michael, and would anyone have thought that? So now, now Ma- Nora, in a low voice, tells Kathleen, Mother seems to be very quiet and calm today when Bartley is dead but do you remember that what happened how she had behaved the day michael was drowned you could hear the sound of her crying here as far as the spring well she had walked up to the spring well crying and crying continuously wondering where michael is so does that mean that mother was fonder of michael than of bartley but uh, we have never thought of it in that way it always seemed that she was more fond of bartley than of michael everyone thought that she was more fond of Bartley Kathleen slowly and clearly an old woman will be soon tired with anything she will do and isn't it nine days herself is after crying and keening and making great sorrow in the house. So where Kathleen very firmly and very slowly tells her, no, Nora, that is perhaps not the reason for her calmness. An old woman would soon get tired of anything that she does and she has been crying for years and years and now lately, For continuously for the last nine days, our mother has been doing nothing but crying. She has been constantly crying and making great sorrow. And perhaps she is calm now because she is tired of crying, not because she is less fond of Bartley than of Michael. She has cried so much that there is no energy left in her to cry again. Maurya puts the empty cup mouth downwards on the table and lays her hands together on Bartley's feet. are all together this time and the end is come. May the Almighty God have mercy on Bartley's soul and on Michael's soul and on the souls of Sheamus and Patch and Stephen and Sean bending her head and may he have mercy on my soul Nora and on the soul of everyone is left living in the world. She pauses and the keen rises a little more loudly from the women then sinks away. So she puts an empty cup uh, downwards on the table, puts her head, hands on uh, Bartley's feet and says, Now the souls of all the men in the family who have died are together at this hour. There is no male member left here now to go to the sea. May God Almighty have mercy on the soul of Bartley, on Michael's soul, on the souls of Shemus, Patch, Stephen, Sean and all the members of the family. May God have mercy on my soul too, Nora. And on the souls of everyone who is also left living in the world. And she pauses and as she stops talking, the women around her start wailing a little more loudly. And then the wail starts subsiding. So uh, the empty cup is the cup in which holy water had been preserved for use. So now she has used up all the holy water. And it is now sprinkled on Bartley's dead body. The cup is empty. She puts the empty cup upside down on the table. And uh, now she says, Maurya states that this is the end of everything. And she invokes God's mercy on the souls of all who had perished and of even of all who are alive in this world. Now uh, Maurya continuing. Michael has a clean burial in the far north. By the grace of the Almighty God, Bartley will have a fine coffin out of the white whiteboards and a deep grave, surely. What more can we want than that? No man at all can be living forever, and we must be satisfied. She kneels down again, and the curtain falls slowly. So, Maurya says uh, that uh, finally her sons have all been given at least a decent burial. In this final speech, Maurya expresses a feeling of reconciliation with her sad fate she consoles herself with the thought that My- Michael at least got a decent burial in Donegal where he was drowned she also she is also consoled by the fact that Bartley's dead body will be placed in a very good coffin that she had bought uh, made of white boards and it will be buried in a deep grave and if both her sons receive good burials then there is nothing more she can ask for because nobody can go on living forever. Her sons have to die one day and if they are dead now she should not grumble especially when they are both assured proper burials. The closing speech of Maurya shows her fortitude, her power of endurance, her determination, her perseverance and it also shows an ingrained stoicism in her character. She is resigned totally to her fate and because of this fortitude and stoicism, Maurya rises to the position of tr- the true heroine of the play she is the victim of a long series of misfortunes but her spirit endures it does not break she emerges victorious over all those misfortunes and wins our admiration and this it is on account of Maurya's heroic endurance of her misfortune that we get that sense of catharsis or the purification of tragic emotions and the play ends with maurya kneeling down and the curtain falling slowly so uh, it is a sort of ritualization of the death and it is also uh, a, a sort of understanding of the idea that the play uh, conveys the theme of the inevitability of death and uh, the, it also tries to bring in the for the endurance The stoicism, the fortitude, the perseverance, the determination and the resilience of Maurya who is the one heroine who thrives above all the heroes that have been just mentioned in uh, passing in the play. So with that the play ends and uh, we will move on to further references and uh, assessments in the coming classes. If you have any doubts please do contact me. Thank you girls.